We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If the 2022 Kansas City Chiefs got into a massive training camp fight, who would win, Frank Clark or Colin Saunders? We're going to have that and all of your questions with me and Charles Goldman on this week's edition of 21 Questions. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts or on our YouTube channel, all over social media, or our morning newsletter, KCSN Daily, dedicated to your Kansas City Chiefs. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of 21 Questions brought to you by my good pals at McAdoodles, one of my very favorite groups of people that we have working with us at KCSN. McAdoodles wants you to know about the Lee Summit, Missouri location that is opening very shortly. I can't wait for it to open. I am going to spend about half of my life savings there, which is great because if I went literally anywhere else, I'd have to spend all of my life savings to get the kind of liquor and the amount that I'm going to get at McAdoodles. So get there as soon as it opens. If you got one in your area, get there as well. We are so happy to have them as being a sponsor for 21 Questions. And I am so happy to have the newest member of the KCSN family with me today on 21 Questions. You can find him. You may be familiar with his work over at the Chiefs Wire. He is joining us at KCSN as well. Charles Goldman. Charles, my friend, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Craig. Thank you so much for the, the splendid introduction there. I'm, I'm happy to be here with uh, KCSN and uh, happy to answer some uh, some questions for you all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, Charles is going to be writing with us. It will be as part of KCSN Daily, which is on the KCSN Substack, kcsn.substack.com. You can go there. The stuff that Charles is doing is going to be free to you. You don't have to pay money to subscribe to that. Go there, sign up. You will get his work, which is top-notch work every single day during the season. 
And if you want to pony up a little dough, it's $30 a year, $5 a month, and you can get in to see all the stuff that I'm doing, Maddie Lane is doing, Matt Kent Swanson is doing, all this film breakdown and everything like that, the more in-depth stuff, super nerdy, geeky X's and O's stuff that we do, you know, and really get to have fun with it. Charles loves to do it as well. So that he's, he's in great company here. But if you want to do that, sign up and you will get access to the Discord where all of these questions for 21 questions come from. It's a Q&A episode for this. So we're just going to get it started. We're going to start with bhigs 55 asks. This is the day essentially that Orlando Brown Jr. got the franchise tag. They did not come to an agreement. So he said, well, rank these options at left tackle for Kansas City if Orlando Brown Jr. holds out to start the season, all things considered, money, roster depth, etc. He gave these Eric Fisher, one year for $8 million, Riley Reef, one year for $7 million, Jerron Christian, or moving Joe Tooney outside. Charles, what is your gut reaction with that group of guys? I, I don't – can we take Tooney out of there? I don't like the idea of moving him I, at all. I don't either. I, I don't either. I, He's a spot he, duty guy. Yeah. 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 I mean, if you're emergency scenario like last season, I think he can do it just fine. But I, I, I would not be too thrilled if that were the solution there. Um, you know what you're getting in fish. I would probably rank him fairly high. Uh, I think – I, I don't know about Riley. I, I think he's probably more of a right side guy at this point in his career. He is. Um, Christian is a good option. And one you didn't name, uh, Roderick, Roderick Johnson. I think he's yeah. been the guy who's actually in camp. I know they've rotated a little bit uh, at OTAs and at, at mini camp. They rotated Christian and, and Johnson a little bit in place of um, uh, Orlando. So I, I think one of those two guys probably, if you find yourself in that situation, I'm not really sure that the Chiefs will. I don't, I don't know that the holdout's coming. I, I mean, we'll find out soon. <laughs> right. We will. We're going to find out very soon with the Chiefs starting camp within the next week here. I mean, Roderick Johnson played with the Browns, Texans. He was with the Miami Dolphins practice squad last year and the Chiefs practice squad for a little bit last year. He's a big, long guy. I mean, he he checks a lot of Andy Reid boxes. He really does. So I can see them giving a guy like that a little bit of run here to see what they have in the offseason. No Chicken Tonight asks, I know the NFL is a business, but do you think the Chiefs took Orlando Brown Jr.'s comments and how long it took to get an agent a little bit personal? I'm I'm gonna say no. This is this is a business like like you know, Chicken Tonight mentioned here they may have been a little frustrated by the length of time it took for him to acquire an agent but both sides came at least in my mind both sides came to a spot where the chiefs were offering a good contract two years guaranteed essentially from all reports here that's just a little bit over the franchise tag you know they don't have to offer any more than that they can have caught contract control for the next two years at about that price anyway so they don't need to offer any more than that just like orlando brown jr can look at that and go i don't need to accept a deal like that like it's fine for me to just sit back just take this this year the franchise tag we'll come back next year and try and come to an agreement so i don't know that there's any hard feelings i know there's a report out there said this isn't the guy that we the that we came for to me i, I will say this I am 99.9% .9 sure that did not come from Brett Veach. 
Like I am, oh. I am almost certain it did not come from Brett Veach. That seems like maybe something from somebody else in the front office. It got leaked out a little bit that probably by and large, isn't the, isn't the overall sentiment inside that building. I, I don't think that's the case. It is a business. I think both sides probably walked away from the table with, yeah, sure, that's fine. Now, if he doesn't show up for you know, parts of camp, there might be a little animosity. But at this stage and all of this, I don't sense that there's any sort of real bad blood, even though we did get a quote like that out of out of somebody in the Chiefs organization. Yeah, I, I, don't, I mean, it's all the, the theater of the NFL, right? I mean, you know, the, you're in this dead period. There's got to be something to talk about. <laughs> I, I, I don't think any of that stuff. I, I know that the front office doesn't pay attention, pay any mind to it. Uh, they let it glance off of them uh, as if it was nothing. I and I don't get the sense that uh, that Orlando Brown Jr. even thinks that those specific comments that you're mentioning were anything to, to worry about. So I, I don't think that will come between them when they come back to the table. But I like you said, I, I yeah, the with the business and all that, I mean, I, I don't think they let things get personal. No, no. If you did, you wouldn't last in this business for <laughs> in this league for very long. Like you'd you'd be a lot, very angry at a lot of people, and boy, yeah. that's that's not the way to go about it. So, Adam Harney asks: Is the pass rush going to be more important to the secondary success, or will it be the other way around? What do you think, Charles? I, I think it's going to be the pass rush. Absolutely. I, you know, you have all these young players in the secondary. And yes, you're going to have some young players involved uh, with the pass rush too. But if the pass rush isn't working, it's going to make it a lot harder on those young players in the secondary. So, uh, I mean, they all are interconnected, but I, I think it's going to have to be the pass rush. I hope it's going to be the pass rush. I think Steve Spagnolo hopes it's going to be the pass rush. Otherwise, you know, we see him do this every single year. You know, that's part of the reason why they start a little bit slowly sometimes they try and rely on the four-man rush they're not as blitz heavy early on in the season they're just seeing what they got a little bit and then spags ratchets ratchets up the blitz and stuff like that so we're going to see at the beginning of the year pass rush is going to get a little more featured the four-man rush is going to get a little more featured so if the pass rush is what makes it all click that means the defense is going to start well because they're going to yeah they're going to have that four-man rush going chris jones on the inside all year long Frank Clark, four months sober, five months sober now at this point, looking really good. George Karloffis is working. There's reason to have some optimism about this group if they can get things going early on there. Bruce in the fort, how many different guys get sacks for this defense? This is a hell of a question here. Charles, do you do you have a guess at this? It's it's a, it's gonna be a lot. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it is. I mean, yeah. Spags is always known for for sending unique blitzes. Get the linebackers, the safeties involved, cornerbacks. I mean, I, I would expect a, at least a, a, a dozen, if not more. I mean, right. we're going to see a lot of guys getting getting sacks, getting pressures this year, um, and I, I think it's going to be it's going to be unique. For reference, last year, thirteen different players got sacks for this Chiefs team. And Nick Bolton did not get any of them, surprisingly. Uh, Anthony surprise. Hitchens didn't get any of them. Uh, he didn't have one from, from Rashad Fenton. 
Juan Thornhill, Charvarius Ward. Charvarius makes some sense being on the outside there. But those are a lot of guys that are playing a lot of snaps for this team that did I, not have snaps. So I think yeah. Juan gets one this year. I think Juan I think gets Juan one. gets one this year too. Yeah, yeah I really do. I think they're going to use. I think they're going to use both of those safeties all over the place. I think the the flexibility that they're going to have with those guys is going to allow them to move all over the field. That would be Juan Thornhill's very first sack. If he gets one. So I think he's going to get one. I think he's going to get one. this year. F- fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. All right. Um, Zeke says, which group produces more game changing plays this year? CB versus defensive line. That's the first one they said. And does your answer change? If we get Quinn, we're going to ignore Robert Quinn until that happens. If that happens If or wide receiver, or, and then you, he's also got wide receiver versus running back. So basically the mm-hmm. question is, which play or which group is going to produce more game-changing plays between cornerback and defensive line and between wide receiver and running back? I'm going to say defensive line and wide receiver in here. I think that those are the, the lower-hanging fruit. I think the corner defensive line group is going to be a little closer than, than it sounds like. I think that we're going to see those corners come on pretty strong by the end of the year as things click. Young guys get more playing time, get more comfortable with navigating the secondary and all of that. And then from a wide receiver standpoint, man, they overhauled that wide receiver position. They absolutely did. And I think it's not just going to be one guy. It's going to be a lot of guys that are going to contribute a little bit to try and help make up for the massive void that's left by Tyree Kill there. So I think it's clearly wide receiver here. But, Charles, you, you have anything different from that? I, I don't think I do. Yeah, I think it's it's defensive line wide receiver there. Um, gotcha. I, I could be running routes at wide receiver, and Patrick Mahomes is going <laughs> to produce. So, um, I uh, yeah, over, I'm con- over I'm under over under thirty yards receiving for you on the season with Patrick Mahomes throwing uh, man, the ball. I was shifty. I was shifty when I'm in my in my minor playing it. days. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. All right, I, Kay Gumminger. Uh, let's get ahead of ourselves. If the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. Who deserves more credit for this roster, this production, Brett Veach or Andy Reid? Make the bold case, not a 51-49 situation. Charles, I'm going to let you go first here. I'm giving it to Brett Veach, man. He had to do a lot of work uh, replacing some big names, making some tough decisions, really tough decision with Tyreek Hill with that trade. I mean, that couldn't have been easy. I bet he lost some sleep. Over that one, um, I, I, yeah, I think, I, and he's had such like a, an iffy, you know, I guess reputation or start among fans, you know, that first draft not not great, and you it, know, it was slow. It was a yeah. slow start, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you know, he had to learn. He had to learn. We all do, you know, in mm-hmm. our lives. But I, I mean, if if uh, if this works out, I think I think you got to give the credit to Beach. Andy's gonna do. Andy's gonna do. Andy. He's gonna. He's gonna I, coach see, the that's that's no what makes what. me. I, I really want to come in and make the case for Andy because Andy's going to dial everything up. Like he's gonna he's gonna turn this personnel grouping up to eleven. He's gonna get these guys working. Like we we saw some of the clips from the you know the franchise stuff that's getting ready to come out on August fourth. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, I know. But I mean, chills, like <laughs> yelling and getting getting after George Karloftis, you know, helping him as a coach. You know, we always see him as an offensive coach. He does plenty of work with the defensive guys as well. But 
He always does that. Like, I feel like we're going to get the same level of Andy Reid all the time. He's Mr. Consistency. It's a, it's a high-level thing. So I don't really look at that and I say, you know, that Andy deserves more, more uh, you know, acclaim than Brett in this sort of scenario. Because if Brett turns us around, I said this earlier in the offseason, if the Chiefs make another AFC championship game with this roster, after overhauling so much, getting so much younger, converting so many things, and the future looking as bright as it does, if they get to the AFC Championship a game, look out. Like, it's coming. Like, the, 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 we, we talk dynasty stuff and all of that. It's coming. Like, even just making that AFC Championship game, not, not talking about going to the Super Bowl again, but making a fourth straight one with this roster is a master class in overhauling the roster. So, yes, it has to be Brett Veach if you get to that scenario. All right. Um, let's do this one. This one's a fun one right here. B Higgs 55. <laughs> Andy Reid seems to run a tight ship. Casey has plenty of locker room leadership, so it's highly unlikely. But if this Chiefs roster were to get into an all-out training camp brawl, who's the last man standing, the best fighting duo, and the first person to get Patrick Mahomes as far away as possible. Charles, do you, do you have ones that jump to mind immediately here? I mean, I think Kelsey would jump on the sword for, for Patrick. Yeah. I, think, I think he would, he would, you know, jump in front of a, a hail of gunfire. Those, those guys are buddies. He'd carry them out of there. Yeah, um, absolutely. At last man standing. I think it's going to be someone unexpected. Um, my, my gut is to go with like Colin Saunders. Cause he can do like backflips and, uh, is a little bit more, um, athletic than people will probably give him credit for. I mean, I think, uh, I think he, he'd surprise some folks or it'd be someone like super unexpected, like, like Winchester. Yeah, you know, like just, oh, just like listen, someone you don't get to be a long snapper in this league by being soft. That's, right, right. I, you know, I like that. I, I mean, I'm going Frank for last man standing. Frank. I mean, I, 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 I watched Frank getting so many people's faces and stuff like that during camp. That man's intensity is is high. So yeah. I, I'm just going Frank for last man standing just by sheer willpower. There, okay. uh, best fighting duo i think this uh, man i think it, I, I was gonna pick colin and i think i was gonna pick oh man Derek naughty just okay. just because two very large humans colin colin's gonna you know be able to dip around and you know have it have a little bit of agility there so he's gonna work with quickness and naughty's gonna be able to bring the power i think the best fighting duo is those two and then, yeah, first person to get my homes far away is um, actually Brett Veach. He's going to <laughs> doesn't matter if he's in Kansas City or if he's in St. Joe. He will be the first one there to pick Patrick Mahomes up and move him out of the way. Bubble Julie, wrap him up Carter. and get him out of there. <laughs> oh, yeah. A bubble wrap, taking him all the way back home. Your camp is over, Patrick. I'm sorry, but we can't put you in harm's way anymore. Oh, Julian man. K. Karlofta stand. Since Veach became GM in 2017, the Chiefs have signed or traded for at least one player that is, quote, past their prime to try and fill out a position midseason. He mentions you know, Revis, Kelvin Benjamin, Terrell Suggs, Lev Bell, Melvin Ingram, Josh Gordon. Who, calling our shot, do we think that it's going to be this year? Man, 
that's that's a really that's a really tough one for me um i I know robert quinn is just right there it's the low-hanging fruit a guy but i i mean we've been saying robert quinn's been past his prime for a long time now and he just keeps producing so (laughs) like he's not past his prime but i i think that maybe a guy like that if they ran into some problems with their receiving core julio jones I mean, he's still floating around out there. Yeah, he did not look great with the Titans. Like, I totally get why the Chiefs wouldn't be interested in that. But if the wide receiving core underwent some attrition or something like that, I could see them adding Julio Jones and just saying, hey, man, listen, we need to come out there. We're not asking you to stretch the field or anything like that. Just get open two or three times a game. Just move the sticks for us a little bit, and that's all we need you to do. I'll, uh, I'll throw one out there. It's got some yeah. familiarity with Big Red. Um, I think there was just some some stuff out there about him today. Jason Peters. Ooh, I, yeah. I think, uh, you know, I mean, he's he's up there. And uh, I, I don't know how effective he'll be, but if they run into a pinch with the Orlando Brown Jr. scenario and, um, you know, they need a guy that they're familiar with, like, in a hurry, like a guy that you can call up and be like, hey, you're starting this week. Um, I think that would probably be that would probably be the guy. Jay the fan one. Let's hear Madden ratings for the KCSN guys. I know <laughs> I know Charles's favorite thing in the world is Madden ratings. This is his very favorite <laughs> time of the year. It's not, it's not, by the way. It's, it's just everybody's going crazy because Willie Gay Jr. is well underrated and like we all know it. Like this is this is just part of the gimmick here i am biased here i'm just gonna say 99s across the board because i love all of us but (laughs) i mean i i mean it's for 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 overall rating sure Uh, i'll i'll give some like individual like ratings here well well, let's say uh for for kent he has Uh 99 overall hair yes oh (laughs) listen that might be low i i don't (laughs) 100 overall hair the first time madden's given out 100 overall (laughs) in a long time and and, uh bj he has with 99 overall multitasking abilities i mean i've never seen someone juggle as much as as he does he's he's incredible man yeah, I, I'm, I'm trying to think uh, for you, uh, your um, your beer. We don't, taste. we don't need to talk about me. We just beer, don't need to talk taste. about. Yeah, taste in beer, ninety nine okay. overall. I like I like that one. We we picked out some good ones. <laughs> we did. We did. That was great. Um, and uh, Matt, um, ooh, uh, ninety nine overall uh, farm farmhand skills. Oh, yeah, goodness, think, huh? yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that man, <laughs> holy crap. Every single, I know I've said it before, but every single day he's just like, yeah, well, today we added more animals and I learned how to, I taught myself how to do this and all of that. That man is the Renaissance man. He Amazing. is that. I relinquished the title. It is his. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right, Lee87, name your way too early first round selection for the 2022 world champion kansas city chiefs love the optimism you can throw a few names out but give me your one favorite charles i know how much you love the draft you you put in work just like you know just like the rest of us here do you have anybody that jumps out to you that you would like to see the chiefs add in the uh in the draft next year i love the the edge rusher out of army that guy <laughs> He's fantastic. I would uh, pair him up with Karloftis and just let it fly. 
just let it go. <laughs> that is relentless. Like no. that is that is a crazy relentless. I'm trying to remember his name. I'm scrolling through uh, real quick. Carter? Carter? Is his last name Carter? Carter. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Carter the second. I was gonna go I was gonna go edge rusher as well. I'm I'm calling my shot a little bit here because I'm not sure. I'm not sure who the defensive coordinator is going to be. I would like right. it to be Spags. I love Spags. I would love for him to stay because that means that the defense was especially good this year. And that means that he's continued to you know, produce with that. But in the off chance that they kind of move on and they go to somebody a little bit different, him, Big Fangio, I'm going with a guy. Oh, I'm, I'm going to throw out two names: B.J. Ojolari out of out of LSU. We're talking about okay. a round one defensive end, Aziz Ojolari. You know, he's related to him. He's a, he's a lighter guy, a little bit bendier. Actually, plays with pretty good power, like shockingly good power on the outside. And then Will McDonald out of Iowa State, another guy that's a little bit lighter lankier guy both of those guys have some good explosion have some good bend they're going to be able to you know flash and pass rush moves and they're going to be able to drop in coverage a little bit if they are switching to more of a three four yeah. i mean but if spags is still there like give me zach harrison or miles murphy i mean like i, I listen it, it, edge rusher it's just edge rusher that's, <laughs> that's yeah. what it is I, yeah. I know everybody's looking at offensive tackle all of a sudden just just make it edge rush it, it, right. it, it's decent class there all right see lorson 12 what's more likely to happen one thornhill follows through on the all pro season or Karloftis or mcduffie get mentioned in the defensive rookie of the year conversation charles i think it's going to be the the defensive rookie of the year conversation i think it'd probably be Karloftis over mcduffie because mcduffie incredible player and i know that Karloftis got all the hype right now and everyone's kind of forgot a little bit about mcduffie mm-hmm incredible player the advanced statistics are the things that people are going to like wow like those are the popping things he's ball production stuff like that hasn't quite been like defensive rookie of the year um while he's been in college i'd be Mm -hmm. incredibly pleased if that happened his first year as a (laughs) pro but but i have a hard time thinking that he's gonna you know pull like a you know double-digit interception season. A Trayvon Diggs season or something like that. Yeah, it's just, I don't, yeah, yeah. And and if he did, I I think that it would in part be the pass rush, Yeah. in which case you have the case for for Karloftis. So, um, yeah, I think think those will happen uh, closer than than Thornhill getting to the All-Pro, just because All-Pro is insanely difficult to uh, to get. Right, that's what I was going to say. Juan Thornhill could have an elite year and still miss all pro. Like yeah. that's a, that's a, it, it's so hard. Like him calling his shot on that is awesome. And he yeah. may play at an all pro level and there's going to be, there's going to be people that are going to look at it and go, well, he's not better than that guy, that guy, that guy, and that guy. So no, he's not an all pro. And sometimes we see more so in the pro bowl than in all pro all pro does tend to get guys in there a little bit more but we do see a little bit of legacy voting, maybe, yeah. I, I, for lack of a better term. It, it feels like name recognition sometimes plays a part. Sometimes. Yeah. Once you're in, it's a lot easier to stay, stay in. in. Yeah. yeah. And once you get your name kind of thrown into the hat there, you just kind of catch some random votes here and there. It's really hard to crack into it. You almost have to play 
at that sort of level for multiple years. You have to have your name on the map for multiple years for all of a sudden the all pro voters to go, hey, that guy is very deserving of it. And so I, I think if Juan Thornhill follows through on the all pro season, it's going to be that he's playing as an all pro, not necessarily because he's going to be nominated as one, just because it's so hard to crack that group. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. Ugh, say, there's so many good safeties. So many good safeties in the league, and so many of them that are well regarded. And it's just I mean, tough. we can look at it last year with uh, with Creed Humphrey. Like he, yeah. he played at an All Pro level, but he he did didn't get there. So. Didn't get there. Yep. Derek Vreeland with the retirement of Garrick Dieter, who's driving Patrick Mahomes to Chick Fil A at training camp in St. Joe Charles. I mean, it's I vol- well, kills I, yeah, it kills I have volunteer as tribute. <laughs> <laughs> I will do it. I'll take one for I'll the post team. you up. It's St. Joe's in the dorms there in St. Joe. I have been in them. They are fine. So, you know, you can you can post up there and just take care of Patrick Mahomes. I would love that. I would love that for you. David Borland, let's talk about Cornell Powell, given his history at Clemson and the low buzz level so far. I wonder if he was drafted with the six wide receiver special teams ace in mind. What do you think, Charles? I know you've had a lot of conversations about special teams today, right. specifically as you put out <laughs> your your, uh, your yes. fifty three man predictions. There, what are your thoughts on Cornell Powell? Yeah, I mean, uh, you're on the right track with special teams having to be involved there. If he's making this roster, it's going to be because of his ability to do things on special teams, whether that is work on the coverage units, whether that is returning kicks or punts. Um, and, and, you know, we know he's willing to do it. We've seen him in the, the punt and kick return lines and doing the special teams drills and whatnot. So we, we know he's willing. It's just a matter of whether or not he can, you know, impress upon Dave Tobe to, uh, to, to, you know, give him that opportunity, give him that shot. And, um, you know, I, I think he's going to take a step forward this year. I, I just, I'm curious with the competition, if it will be enough. I, I think yeah. it could be enough, but will it be enough? That is a tough group to yeah. crack. It it's, is a ridiculously one. And, and there are some guys in there too that like we don't even really know what they're capable of yet. Um, right. And we're not we're not going to know until the next couple of weeks here. So it's. A little I mean, at, at this point last year, like we were like, oh, okay, so Jody Fortson's moving to tight end. Let's find out how that goes. And then you know, like you know, we you see progress and things like that. You see the development during camp. Cornell Powell could show out over the next four weeks and all of a sudden just it's like, well, we have to keep him. He yeah. has to be on the roster because he's playing so well. But yeah, when when they drafted him last year, he would they were certainly looking at him as, hey, let's take a flyer on this guy. He produced in some limited activity. He can do some of these things. He's a good compliment and he's a good special teamer. And that's what they always try and do with those day three guys. Just find those good special teamers, guys, to round out the roster. All right, we will be back with more of your questions right after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are back with 21 questions sponsored by Macadoodles. Let's keep it rolling here. Zach asks us, and Mike Denny kind of asked a similar question here. I didn't put his in there because he put Craig is great. So since I'm in control of these, I, I get to I get to take those off of here. No, you're good, Mike, but it was a similar question. <laughs> when did we go from being a goat simulator to just acquiring all the goat Casey media people would love? <laughs> what would your next dream goat to add to the team B said clearly this is a Charles question. Charles, who's somebody that you want to see KCSN add within the KCSN or within you know kind of KC media here? Man, that's that's tough because there's just so many great I know and talented I know. people. Like, like it, it's easy to uh be the goat simulator and acquiring all the goat KC media when there are so many. <laughs> Uh, I I mean this fan base is so blessed. Um, I I would be uh, remiss if I didn't choose you know um, one of one of my uh, pr- proteges or one of uh, one of my my folks uh, from Chiefs Wire. I'll say let's let's go with Robert Rimson, uh, producer okay. over at uh, at KCTV five. I mean. Just uh, an extremely talented kid and great, great, great takes on the Chiefs, man. <laughs> I, I, I would, I'd love to see him, see him over here. That would be cool. Yeah, no, that would be awesome. Um, I wouldn't mind hearing some more. Like, if we're shooting pie in the sky here, let's get Mitch Schwartz on here. Let's like, let's him. do it, man. Let's do it. Let, let, let's, yeah, let's get him let, on. If we're getting him on here, too, we got to make sure that he's cooking at the KCSN cookout oh, or something, right? Man, <laughs> I'll tell you what. He and Bearcat can have themselves oh. a little barbecue podcast, and then he can also come back and talk offensive line when he wants to. Like, that would be like that it. would be a dream ad. Like, that, that would be great if we're going pie in the sky. But we got some stuff coming. Don't don't you worry. I got some stuff that may seem a little pie in the sky, but it's coming. Stay tuned. (laughs) Wes, do you like the direction that college football is heading or do you yearn for regional based rivalries? For those who are maybe a little unaware, it seems like it's going to consolidate into the SEC, the Big Ten and then the Big 12. And then a bunch of smaller stuff. Like it, it just it seems like it's trending that direction. The Pac-12 status is up, and you know, kind of who knows what. It seems like they're migrating towards two mega conferences here. How do you feel about that as a college football fan? 
man, it uh, it's kind of a bummer with all the realignments and stuff. I feel like, I mean, I feel like you're going to miss out on some of those rivalries that are so much fun. I mean, yeah. Bedlam. I mean, is that, yeah. I mean, is that, gonna, that's, it's going to be gone. Like I, th- that's going to suck. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's going to be disappointing though. I mean, if there's ever an occasion where they do have, you know, a game against each other, I, I mean, that would make it maybe more, more hype. I don't, sure. I don't know. But yeah, I, I, I don't know that if it's certainly not good for, for these little uh, rivalries in the long run, but um, maybe, maybe, it, maybe they'll come up with some new rivalries that'll be more meaningful. Never know. I, I, I hope so. I hope it doesn't just turn into this conglomeration and it gets really difficult. I mean, I didn't listen. Some of those rivalries die really, really hard as you know, somebody is part of a media team that covers both Missouri and Kansas sports. We get to see fans from both floating around and there is, there is still animosity. Uh, we have some Nebraska fans that see the K-State content that we put out there. There is animosity. Those things die hard. So taking those away, like those are fun. Those rivalries are so fun to have develop. And we're just constantly moving guys around. You're playing in these pods where you're trying to create the rivalries, but you know it's it, it's just ridiculously hard to do. And I think it loses some of the fun elements of college football that, that are still existing there because once you get to the NFL level man those guys those guys are all buddies like there there's no real animosity there yeah there's a little fan animosity but there's no real animosity there they're all buddies and stuff like that you get some serious rivalries in college football though yeah. all right Saxon Menorax the birthday boy turn to 30 happy birthday buddy Best barbecue item to munch on with one arm while using the other arm to play fetch with the doggo. That's for you, Charles. Talk about Teddy, your puppy there. What's the best barbecue item? I think it's going to have to be like the beef rib, probably, because, you know, you have one, you got one, you're, you know, double bladed beef ribs. You finished one. You can just throw that, that. That's the fetch item. And then you're working on the other one. See, I, I, I will say this. I don't care how messy it is. I will house a, a, a Z-Man just, just holding it right there. Just, just jam it into my face and as much of it as it can get into my mouth. It's pretty much how I eat it anyway. So, I mean, I'm just going for that. Kyle Henning, how much barbecue did you negotiate into the KCSN contract, Charles? And what breed is Teddy? <laughs> you know, that first part that is classified. I can't I can't divulge that, unfortunately. Um, I, I would like to let you know, but I can tell you that it is substantial. And um I the, what breed is Teddy? I I think we think we we're, we gotta get one of those um those kits uh and and get them DNA tested for sure because my parents had that done with their dog recently and they thought that it was something and it was completely different oh. breeds. So, um, but Teddy, we are told is a Schnauzer Chihuahua mix, which, um, is unique, is very unique, um, has the feist of a, a Chihuahua and the energy of a Schnauzer. So, um, quite, uh, quite intense. Yeah, I bet so. <laughs> Uh, Dylan 26, should there be more hype surrounding Brian Cook? If yes. so, what should we expect? Yes, absolutely. Undoubtedly. Undoubtedly. Un- he, uh, I, he, 
he is the one guy that has completely flown like you you mentioned that Trent McDuffie's flying a little bit under the radar because Karloftis is getting the hype man if you ask most Chiefs fans to list off the Chiefs draft they're gonna they, go they McDuffie. might forget about Cook <laughs> that's what I'm saying they're gonna yeah. go McDuffie Karloftis and then they're gonna skip to Leo Chanel who I get the hype for him I understand why we're all excited for him but yeah they're going to forget about Cook after Sky Moore like they're just gonna straight up forget about him that man is going to contribute. They have done nothing but say positive things about his approach, say positive things about where he would have gone if he were healthy in the drafts, and we had we would have had no shot at him. I fully expect we're going to see a lot of three safety looks with Reed, Cook, and Thornhill, and we are going to see the three of them very interchangeable. He is good coming down from deep. He reads out a bunch is really well. Like he is a perfect guy for Spags to get on the field early. I know he doesn't love to play rookies, but he's got the IQ to get on the field early for Spags. So from that regard, he's, yeah, he's I don't think we're talking too. enough about him. Man, he plays, yeah. he plays so fearlessly. And uh, you know, he had a really good day there at the end of uh mandatory minicamp. I think the last day he had like two interceptions and like mm-hmm. nearly had a third. So I feel like something like clicked like that last practice. And I want to see if it, I want to see if it carries over. I bet. I bet he's one of those guys that we're going to get two weeks into training camp. And it's going to be like, wow, what a steal. Like yeah. he's going to, he's just going to be a headliner guy. Yeah. That's just going to make a lot of impact plays. Casey from KC, do either of you have a game day drinking ritual? Well, I, Charles, <laughs> I can't speak for you, but Unfortunately, my game day drinking ritual went away when I started having to cover this team. Yeah. I uh, I I used to be able to, you know, really cut loose a little bit more, watch the games with a little more fervor, you know, have a few beers. I maybe had a game day drinking ritual that involved the Irish car bombs. Like that's that, that was that was my thing. Used to do that in the that Arrowhead tailgate as well. But since we started doing this, like. I, you know, we're doing post game stuff. I'm charting during the game. Like, I I'm stone cold sober throughout the game. So, like, it's it, it's unfortunately I don't get to do some of those fun things anymore. Yeah, my uh, my ritual is to hydrate with uh, water, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my my uh, my game day drinking ritual is uh, on on Tuesday. That's when that's when that's when that starts. When the week when the week is at its easiest. Yes, yes, that's when uh, that's when you're really going to town because the, you don't have a presser that day. You're yep. pretty good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. All right, Zach Eisen, thing you are looking forward to the most when you are in St. Joe, um, just seeing seeing this team again. I didn't get to go last year. Uh, training camp fell squarely when my son was being born, so we were just right there, and I did not get to go. I'm excited to go back and see the veteran leadership, the guys that are still around that have been around this team for a little more, a little while, how they're interacting with these young guys, helping them out and watching them get better over the course of several days in camp. That's what I'm most looking forward to. Like it's, it's going to be really, really fun to see that dynamic. I feel like they're built with the types of guys that are going to help those young guys. So it's going to be really fun to watch some of those indie drills, some of those, you know, some of those bag drills and things like that. I think that's where it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm I might not be getting out this year. I want I I very much so want to. I have some oh. some family stuff going on. Uh, kind of kind of like like you had uh, last year. However, mm-hmm. uh, I I will have some of uh, my my minions, my colleagues uh, at Chiefs Wire who will be out there, and I know that KCSN will be well represented out there. So uh, I, I, I I'm excited to uh, to hear some some great stuff secondhand through uh, yeah. Elio. Camp TikTok and Eddie High uh, do videos for KCSN as well. Drew Clark, I've asked this question to the others, but for Charles, where do your college football allegiances lie? Do you have any random teams that you find yourself rooting for? I do. My my college football allegiances are wild. Um, first, we have the New Mexico Lobos. University yeah. of New Mexico Lobos. Uh, that would be where my, my first like college football allegiances lie. Then uh, would be the University of Illinois fighting Illini, uh, whatever their mascot ends up eventually being. I don't know. Yeah. I, I've, I've, I have some thoughts on that. I think they, you know, <laughs> maybe like a, like a, maybe like a, like a bird, some sort of bird, maybe or bear. I don't know. They'll figure, they'll figure it out. <laughs> oh, a bear would be great. I'm all for a bear. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, then now, um, I guess I, I've got to say that the CU Buffs, um, now that, that my wife works at the university out there uh, at CU Boulder. So I, I think that, you know, I got to gotta root a little bit for the Buffs, you know, a little, uh, little Eric B. Enemy love out there. So Yeah. <laughs> Persh asks a butterfly effect question here. This is one that we get every once in a while, but you know, I like to revisit it here every once in a while. How different does this team look? And do we win any mm-hmm. other Super Bowls in addition to 2019 if Kareem Hunt doesn't get himself kicked off of the team? It's, it's uh, such an interesting question because I don't think he's been like the same player since he left Kansas City. And I don't know if that has more to do with him and his situation uh, or the team and the usage. I mean, obviously, he's not the lead guy anymore. Right. I imagine if he was still in Kansas City, he would be. Um, And then I also think that maybe, you know, you end up in a situation where you're not having to go out and draft Clyde. So that might put the team in a different, potentially better position. Oh, man, that's a a real toughie. I, I... they win more Super Bowls. I, I find it hard to say that a running back is like so talented. Like you have mm-hmm. to be a you have to be like a Hall of Fame player, I think, mm-hmm. uh, to to be a running back to to win. You know that that contributes that much to winning Super Bowls. And I'm not sure that that Kareem's that guy. At least not for me. Um, I do think they probably have some more success, a few more wins, maybe a few more number one seeds. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they would have been able to control some of the ends of games a little bit better. Um, I think they would have done some of that. I, they, Yeah, like you said, I don't, I don't think they would have probably drafted Claude Edwards-Hilaire. I, and maybe they would have. I mean, at that point, like Kareem Hunt's contract would have been up in 2020. Like, it, it, it really would have. That would have been the last year of his deal. I could have seen the Chiefs being like, hey, listen, we're going to go with this two-headed monster. We're going to go this direction. And they were in love with with Clyde Edwards Alaire because they thought he was Brian Westbrook. So yeah. I mean like it, it or better, I guess it better was the term that Andy Reid used. So which he I still could, could be. Right? Let's I, let's we'll still see. could be. Still could, still could be. be. But we'll I see. mean like it 
it's one of those scenarios where I can see them still looking at him and going, Hey, we can still integrate that guy with Kareem. Like, yeah. uh, and then they probably wouldn't have paid Kareem. I, I don't know. This organization doesn't seem like one that's really going to invest a significant amount of money in running back. So I don't think that Definitely they probably, not this year. <laughs> Definitely not this year. My goodness. So yeah, I, I think that maybe we would have seen them ice a couple games. I don't think any more Super Bowls. I don't. Um, I, I think that they would have been still very good. I think that offense would have been crazy explosive in 2018. Still the back, you know, they wasn't there the back half of the year, but it would have been just as effective. 2019, they won the Super Bowl. So realistically, 2020 would have been the year where we would have looked back on that. And with that offensive line attrition, I don't, he doesn't move the needle in that game for me. So I, I, I don't think that he wins any more Super Bowls now. Mike Denny, will Pacheeks' willingness, by the way, Isaiah Pacheco, we call him Pacheeks. Willingness to play special teams earn him a roster spot over either Ronald Jones or Derek Gore. Charles, I'm not <laughs> even going to comment on this. I'm just going to give you the floor because you you have had this discussion a lot of times with people on Twitter today. today. You had. Yeah, today, yeah, today. you you uh, you had Ronald Jones missing out of your 53 man roster, so I'm just going to kind of let you take this away. Give your opinions on all of that. Right now, I, I will say I've had some very compelling arguments since uh, that is making me reevaluate that decision, and nice. I'm going to do I, I do how many more three? I have three more 53 man projections coming out before the season starts, so um, that that might change, but. Uh, pre-training camp, I, I'm, I found myself wondering, I, I, what what does Rojo do better uh, than some of these other guys that that is the thing that's like, hey, we got to keep this guy on the roster. And uh, I, I couldn't really pin anything down. Um, and, you know, I felt that like McKinnon coming back kind of told you that, hey, they wanted more uh, pass protection, more receiving than they had. And uh, that that was interesting to me because I know that that Pacheco can do both of those things and, and does them well. And I know that loves them. And I know that you know what's interesting about that Pacheco, like you say, special teams. I think that could be the the difference with him. Uh, he's got some juice uh, as a kick returner, as a punt returner. So, man, I I really I, I really have a tough time with this running back. I do. I think that that Pacheco can make it over over one of these guys. I, I think he could. Um, it, it's going to come. It's going to come down to camp. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and you know that's the the beauty of this with the the pre training camp roster projection. There's a lot of things that we haven't seen yet that we're uh, that we're about to see and uh, that we're about to hear about. So uh, I, I think it's going to be exciting. I think that you know for a lot of these young guys, not just Pacheco, but across the roster they're going to have a chance to come in and compete and what they show in training camp, what they show in the preseason, what they show in the classroom mentally that they're capable of, that is going to be the difference maker with this coaching staff, with this front office staff. Uh, Jarek McKinnon being added was the one, like you mentioned that, that was the one to me because then I went all of a sudden I went, okay, so they still feel like they need the third down back, which means Clyde or Rojo is probably not going to be that third down back. And if they're going to be the early down guy, 
now all of a sudden you got Clyde competing with Rojo. And I could definitely see an avenue towards those guys making the roster, but both of them, I mean, both of those guys making the roster, but I can also see the Chiefs looking at it. If push comes to shove, like if they want to keep another receiver, if they want to keep another tight end or something like that, they might look at that position and go, hey, I know that we can find some usage for him in short yardage or something like that, but they're really kind of redundant. And we're going to go with Clyde that has been in the system, knows what we're doing, knows Patrick, you know, all this stuff, and that we have some faith in. And I, I, I can see them sticking with him over Rojo, especially if neither one of them is really going to play teams. So, yeah. yeah. All right, Bones Jackson. This is a good one for us. Was it Casey barbecue checklist from someone coming from Europe for five days? Also, any other can't miss things. Charles and I are not Kansas City located. So when we come to Kansas City, we got to structure that. So like this is actually a good one. Yeah, Charles, you, you have any, obviously, you know, you've got barbecue takes, but anything with barbecue and outside of barbecue that you would recommend that he'd do? Oh, oh man, absolutely. Uh, my my first stop usually is always Gates. I, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I like the abuse. <laughs> I, was gonna, I was gonna say you, you like being yelled at right off the bat yeah. for well, and, you. you know, it always actually makes me feel good because you know when they don't yell at you, you know, it makes you feel like you're 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 worthy. You know, <laughs> it's it's kind of like a reward before the reward. They got uh, <laughs> Jackson. They got a system, and you got to keep them moving. If you slow them up, they're going to yell at you about but, it. They, you but, just got to keep moving. Exactly. Before you go to Gates, make sure you know what you want before you go in. Get you know <laughs> a mixed plate or beef on a bun. Uh, some, just just figure out what you want beforehand. Make sure you know uh, and, mm-hmm. and that you order promptly. Now, uh, after that, it's some sort of combination of uh, Jack Stack Q thirty nine. Um, Gosh, uh, slaps, um, Joe's, of course, Joe's. I mean, I the, the list goes on. You really can't go wrong, which is the great thing. It, right. It's just you could make like honestly, if you wanted to, you could make like a wheel and like spin it, have put a name on each spot, spin it, and just go off that. I I, I might do that. That might be fun. Um, I, 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 that's actually probably how I would we do should it. Actually, do that next time. You're a town. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just, just did it. LC's Arthur Bryant's, like yeah. you know, some some classic places. If you if you just want to get just like no frills barbecue, you know, you can go to that, try those out. Um, while you're in Kansas City, uh, hit up the Nelson Art Gallery. It's really really cool spot. There's lots of really excellent breweries in Kansas City. Go to BKS Artisan Ales. Go to Torn Label. Go to Casey Beer Company. Go to Alma Mater. Go to, uh, it, gosh, I'm going to forget Crane. Go, to, uh, I'm going to forget somebody, and I'm going to feel really bad about it. But, you know, there, there are so many good breweries that you can hit up. There's so many cool things to do. Eat, drink, and just kind of hang out and enjoy. Walk downtown, walk by the plaza. Just kind of chill for a little bit and enjoy everything that there is to see there because there's just, you can't really go wrong with that sort of thing. I, I got a good resource for him. I'm going to DM him after. Oh, after nice. Okay, after perfect. Look at you. <laughs> He's going above and beyond outside of 21 questions. Kay Gominger again here. What point does the Mahomes deal not become a complete 
steal. Kyler Murray now is the second highest paid player in the NFL in guaranteed money and APY coming in there. Charles, I mean, we go through this every time a quarterback gets paid and goes above and beyond Patrick Mahomes. Like, I, I don't know that there's a point that this contract will become a complete steal. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I don't think I don't think there's a point where that's gonna kind of like go away. You know, I think, I mean, maybe when he asks for a new one, but like, yeah, I don't but think, even then, I don't think that's the best I don't player think, in the world. I know, right? I, I don't, I don't think it's gonna happen too soon either, because you know, when he came into this thing, when he made this deal, you know, when he spoke about it, is that he knew this was giving this team an opportunity to compete for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he knew that when guys like Kyler were going to get paid when guys like Herbert were going to get paid that like your deal's not going to be like, it's not going to be the top dog anymore. Um, So I, I I think, you know, I I don't know that we're going to be seeing too soon that that he's like, Hey, let's redo this thing. I I think, yeah, I think he kind of knows that like, that this was the way to kind of give myself a, a, a legacy here in Kansas city. Yeah. I would agree with that. I don't think we're going to see an Aaron Rodgers situation where every year or two years you're going to have to re-up him. Like, you know, he he's... Listen, the man has half a billion dollars just from the Chiefs alone and all the endorsements that he can shake a stick at. Like, yeah. the money side of this is not the issue here. It's a lot of times it's the respect side of it, being valued at that high and it remains to be seen if that matters. He wouldn't have signed a 10-year deal if he thought that that was something that was part that he needed as part of this. We'll see as that continues. We'll see kind of what happens, but that remains to be seen. But he's doing fine. (laughs) So he's, yeah, anyway. Uh, Dylan 26, during camp battle, specifically right tackle and running back, who has a better chance of winning the starting job, Rojo over Clyde or Kennard over Niang? We talked about Rojo over Clyde a little bit, and then we, you know, at KCSN just a little bit earlier this week, talked a little bit about Kennard and Niang, but Charles, I haven't gotten your takes on it, so give me the right tackle takes that you have here. I I don't even know that Niang is going to start the, the season mm-hmm. not on the PUP list. So, I mean, I think Kennard would by default. I think everyone's like counting out Wiley, man. I think yeah, that's what I was going to say. Let's make it Kennard versus Wiley just from an injury standpoint. I, yeah. I, I think that Wiley, I mean, right now he's, he's been the guy they've, they've been giving him those starter reps and he's only working like before when he wasn't the right tackle, when he was still like doing guard and stuff like that, it was kind of split all over the place didn't really know, but he's had like a whole off season now to like focus in on right tackle. I, I think, man, I think that's going to be really good for him. Uh, yeah. and I, I think that, that he, you know, um, if Kennard isn't like ready right out of the gate, I think that, that Wiley's the guy. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. Shout out to the, whoever's working out these offensive linemen. I know they're all kind of working out individually, but Andrew Wiley looks phenomenal. Like he looks really good. Creed looks phenomenal. Not that, you know, not that any of these guys looked especially bad. It just looks like they're carrying a lot better weight, a lot more muscle. They seem a little more slimmed down and all that. And then, you know, Trey Smith is just kind of sculpted. Yeah, Yeah. he is what he is. But the rest of these guys have come in. Orlando Brown Jr. looks lighter. It, It seems like there was a clear focus 
that they wanted to get a little bit lighter. I hate to speculate on what that means. Hopefully tempo, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see if that really pays dividends for this offensive line. Positive toasty. What was the biggest peak off season moment? Charles, you are uniquely equipped to answer this question. <laughs> what was your peak off season moment that you have hit so far now that we're going into training camp? Peak off Tyreek Hill's podcast that oh, felt man. very yes. like peak no, off. That's, that's peak it. Off it's, it's, I don't think there's anyone that can top that. That was uh, that was it. It really I was. Mean, I mean, the man has come out and hey, listen, he's defending his quarterback. He's trying to really and I respect. I respect all yeah, that, sure. man. But there were sure. definitely and as you some would, things that didn't need to be said. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like we don't. We don't need to get into some of this stuff. We don't need to share some of this stuff. Like, man, that, it just feels a little bit like you're breaking kind of some of the the code of of the league there it's like yeah man this is this is what happens all over the league and you coming out and being like well they did this and everybody it seemed like the rest of the league was kind of like yeah <laughs> you know and it's like sure cool we that was all that happened you know with everything else uh, yeah i don't know uh, the biggest peak offseason moment for me might be the houston texans quietly settling 30 cases and nobody talking about it anymore like it just uh, that just completely got swept under the rugs. Well, I'll, I'll see kind of how, how that goes. That That's peak off season. <laughs> Everybody was tired of the NFL news cycle on that day. All right. This is our last one. Maddie sent this to me via DM right before we started because he's Maddie I, and I, he's I, got to extend it. I'm very, I'm very like curious where this, what, where did this question even, like, this is from? no, this is just him being him. It, it, every single one of these, he comes up with his own question. Like he, he asked which one of the Ninja Turtles we would all be at one point. He, you know, he asked with, I think last week it was which members of Scooby-Doo we would be. So this is just Maddie being Maddie. Here's his question. What? Herbivore would each KCS and contributor be? Charles goes first for knowing us less. <laughs> this is, I, I'm I mean, first of all, pull up your list of herbivores I, I know, right? here. Um, you know, I'm trying to think of some off the top of my head. I feel like aren't are like are ele elephants don't eat meat. They're they're herbivores, I think. But I don't know which one of you would be an ele elephant. I, know. I might I choose know. me because I you know I lived in Thailand for a little while. Um, <laughs> I don't I don't know. Uh, hmm. Are 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 deer are deers herbivores? Deer deer are deer are yes are herbivores. So I think yeah. I so we're we're talking like horses, donkeys, zebras, okay. rhinoceros. Uh, camels, llamas, okay. pigs, okay. Uh, hippopotamus, giraffe, deer. Yeah. All right. I'm going to choose you as the camel because I think, you know, it didn't, uh, I'm, I'm thinking like, like cigarette advertisements for back in the day. They had like the cool camel with the mustache. Um, so I'm thinking that's that one there. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm there. I'm there with it. <laughs> okay. Uh, deer, I will go Kent because of the hair, uh, obviously. Uh -huh. the, the uh -huh. Deer's got the good hair. <laughs> Um, oh man, I don't know which one to choose for Matt. Um, uh, uh, oh gosh, I don't know, I don't know, I, I don't have a clue. Um, maybe, maybe like a like a, a rabbit, 
Maybe a rabbit. Let's go. I'm gonna go with a rabbit. He's gonna love that. I I can just tell you he's going to love that. That's gonna be perfect. <laughs> and um, you know, if BJ's not an herbivore, he's the boss man. He's gotta be a carnivore. Yeah, he's a carnivore. <laughs> he's leading the pack. Yeah. Um I I I almost went donkey because you live in Colorado. Just uh, just making that pure pure that, comparison. That's there. that's fair. That's fair. Um I ha- I mean I have to go pig for Maddie because okay. he just raises hogs like crazy and posts pictures that he's trained them to sit for treats. They're that's that's what he does in his free time. Nope. Um I would be a giraffe clearly with this neck and this height so <laughs> that would be a giraffe clearly um i'm gonna say uh kent's a sloth because i've done enough vacations with kent and i i've only eaten a small handful of breakfasts with kent <laughs> he just tends to kind of slowly get out of bed there and then uh let's go uh rhinoceros for tucker just cuz okay I, I, my, I, my man's gonna plow right through everything bad i completely and, completely forgot about tucker what we gotta find a, a um uh, an herbivore that that would be a good punter because i know oh, that's a that's a great one see there's a 99 for punting for tucker clearly uh, yeah, hey, hey, hey there you go there, there you I go mean, yeah that's a good one. 99 I'm, like I'm gonna, he, he's I'm making the roster yeah like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Absolutely. all right that's going to do it for 21 questions for this week. I thank Charles for joining us and welcome him to the team. Like, share, subscribe to this channel. Give us five stars on Apple, Spotify. Do all of that rigmarole. We will be back on Monday. The Chiefs going to camp. We're going to have actual football things to discuss. We will talk to you then. We'll catch you later. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.